Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is sponsored by FlashFilmAcademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text Flash Film to 74121. That's one word, Flash Film to 74121. All right, let's get started. And we're muted. We ain't muted no more. Today, we're talking about big clients. A lot of people say they want those clients. They want that heat. But are you really ready for it? Are you really ready for a huge client? If I brought a huge client and set them on your lap, will you lose that client or will you have, do you have the ability to work with that client? Today, that's what we're, ta- we're talking about. All right. So uh, roll that intro and let's get right into it. Let's do it. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's going on? If this is your first time on this channel right here, my name is Ty, former Army combat photographer and the owner of Flash Film Media, one of the most trusted production companies here in the state of Texas. Today, we're talking about big clients. Y'all say y'all want that smoke, but are you really, really ready But that smoke, it is completely different than working with smaller clients, completely different than working with people, completely different than working with mom and pop shops. And if you don't have your stuff together, and I would much rather use a different word than stuff right there, you will lose that client. When you lose that client, you will possibly forfeit the opportunity to work with a lot of big clients, big clients talk, big clients look out for each other big clients big clients network and oftentimes when you get a big client what makes them big is usually not just that one job but the fact that they 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 purchase a lot from you the fact that you develop a ongoing relationship where they continue to be a big client for you people want to just rob you and get what they can get from you that one time. But what they forget is that these clients, no client wants to spend a lump sum of money on content and then disappear. Usually they have, you know, a agenda. They have a marketing budget. All right. Before we get started, I want to say that today's video is brought to you by us over at Flash Film Academy. It's an online academy to help you understand the business side of content creation. Right now, 
you get finished, you get finished watching this video, go check out flashhomeacademy.com. Check it out. If you're not a gold member, definitely consider becoming a gold member. All right. There you go. Now, you know, no one's have to battle. Um, but a few things I want to talk about, a few things I want to get into, get into. And let me be clear, since we just finished on the sponsored side of things on our master courses, especially module one and module three, it's one, two and three. The goal is to help build your brand to work with big clients. The goal is not to teach you how to start a business to work with your cousins and them. The cousins in them is easy to work with. They know you, they see your work, they like cool. Our, our courses are designed to teach you to work with businesses because businesses pay the most money. Everybody posts where y'all from. I see some people in Ipsy. Is that a Ronin S? That is a Ronin S for sure, for sure. In the background, I don't know if you can see, well, you can't see it on that side. It's definitely a Ronin S back there. Um... Big businesses want to do business with big businesses. You don't see a small mom and pop shop doing a lot of business with bigger companies. They'll buy from bigger companies. Bigger companies will sell to you, but they usually won't buy from you. And you have to establish yourself as a big company to work with big companies. Every now and then. A sale may trickle and fall in your lap. And there are things that are required of you to work with that company. If I came to you right now and I say, hey, Walmart's on the phone. Such and such big company is on the phone. GM is on the phone. Ford is on the phone. They need video. Hey, I can't do it. I'm going to send them to you. Would you have the ability to move forward with the sale? In your mind, you're saying, yes, I can cash that check. Yes, I can shoot properly exposed video. Yes, I can probably shoot whatever they need. But there is a lot of things that you are missing that's going to have to take place for you to be successful working with a big company. And I'm not going to lie to you. It took me time. I probably didn't fumble the bag once or twice. It took me time to understand what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong in order to have the ability to work with bigger clients. I got a big client tomorrow. That's why this is perfect. I got to be on set at 0500. So after hours and this live is going to be short, short today. So forgive me. Um, but it took me fumbling the bag to understand what I did wrong to get it right. That's why I'm going to share those things with you. So, all right. So let's start with the number one thing. And I punch you down. Your, I, I hit you in your mouth with this one on this course because you got to have it. And it's your is. Do you have your process together? Right. Do you have systems and processes in place that you can present to that big client? That big client is not going to see. We often think a big client going to come to us and say, I need you to film X, Y, and Z. And we got a big budget. We, we want to pay for a lot of props and stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of clients, a lot of big clients that come to you are big clients and they've put together a big budget because they don't fully know what they want and they have not flushed it out. So if you don't have the processes and systems in place to pull that idea out, put it together and present it, you will not be successful. Let me give you an example of a business I just work with. 
that has to have this process together. If you've ever got your truck wrapped or your car wrapped and you went to them and you say, I got $5,000, I want to wrap my car. They're still going to have to provide a designer to help design. Even if you got a picture of what I want, they still have to design it in a way where the proportions are right for their printing machines and for your vehicle. They still need to walk you through that process. A lot of y'all feel like I got a camera. I'm going to shoot it. Tell me what to shoot. And then I'm going to tell you it's $2 million to do it. It doesn't work like that. Rarely does it ever work like that. In most cases, you have clients that don't fully know what they want. They don't understand how the game goes. So you got to teach them the game. You got to help them build something that's, that's relevant, that works. And if you don't have your systems and processes in place to walk them through that, you will not be success successful. You have to find out what success looks like for that client. You have to have the experience to pull the, to ask the right questions. And if you don't have that experience, you're, you won't ask the right questions. And in not asking the right questions, you will fail. And you do not want to fail when there's $60,000 on the line. You do not want to fail when there's $20,000 on the line. You do not want to fail. But you need to have the experience and the systems and processes in place to show the client, A, I've been through this before. We do this all day, every day. And B, I know exactly how you feel. By asking the right questions, I will make that client feel at ease or relieved to be working with me. That is why I say you can't work with everybody. You need a niche so that you can work with those type of clients all day long and you can develop your systems and processes in a way to make that client feel comfortable. If you can't make that client feel like this is what they do all day, every day, I don't feel comfortable spending my money. Don't believe me? Have a doctor say you need a surgery and they say, I don't, we don't know why. We don't know how long you're going to recover. We don't know how long it's going to take. We don't even know how much anesthesia it's going to take to knock you out. We're going to start cutting over here, and then maybe we'll cut over here. Either way, we're going to figure it out. We're here to figure it out. That's how you sound when you have a client approach you of any scale and you don't have systems and processes. Now think about it. If your doctor talked to you like that, do you feel like they're the expensive professional that you desire? Do you feel like they are the experts? Do you feel like they are worth top dollar? No. The only way you would move forward with that doctor is if they the only one who could do your emergency operation at the price you can afford. And you're going to micromanage the hell out of them. You're going to be like, you sure that's right, doc? Doc, you sure? Because this say... I could have swore that the uh, they say it should be over here, and you you gonna mic and that's what your clients do with you. A lot of you like, man, my clients micromanage the mess out of me. What if your that's right? What if your doctor started telling you about his gear? What if your doctor tell you I got the super scalpel three thousand? This man, this thing's so sharp. When I knock you out, I'm gonna barely touch you. It's gonna open your whole insides up. You like that? It cuts in four K. How how did that make you like what? I don't know where we are gonna start at though. But we're going to start in 4K. We're going to start cutting you in 4K. How does that make you? You're going to be like, I don't. 
What does this have to do? A lot of you guys feel like because I have great tools, even though I can't reassure you or walk you through the process, I'm valuable. No, you're not. You just spent a lot of money on tools. But if you can't, if you don't have the experience and the expertise to sit down with a client and say, this is what we're going to do based off what you need. This, I understand what you need. I'm going to regurgitate it back to you. Once you confirm, I'm going to walk you through what the steps are. Now you feel comfortable. Now you're saying, hey, here's my money. Let's do this, bro. I'm ready. You know the difference between something you was throwing your money at, like, let's go, and something that you was like, um, you sure? You sure we're going we gonna to start over there? That's, you, I came here for a car wash, and you, uh, you got sandpaper, bro. Uh, you sure that's going to get my, make my car shine better? Trust me, don't worry. I, yeah, I think, I seen it on, yeah, yeah, sometimes. What? Don't be that guy. Um, uh, secondly, do you have a team in place to offer the complete package? A lot of you guys miss the bag because you don't offer enough. Your pricing isn't structured. Your pricing isn't presented to a client where they can say, I didn't know you did. You do this. We're going to take that too. I can get that. And you're presenting things as if they're struggling because you're struggling. Yeah, we could, you know, we could uh, offer that, but it's going to be another hundred dollars. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Let's do it. I hate when I work with sales reps that present stuff to me, upsells as if I don't got the bag. Yeah, I'll take two. I'm here to spend, like, I'm ready to go. What do you, it's going to be another, we can, you know, we can fix the muffler too, but. It's going to be another $30. I'm like, that's it. Let's go. You don't know what my pockets are. You don't, you know what I'm saying? We can add bacon to that cheeseburger, but it's going to be another $3. $3. Give me two slices. To prevent that, because you're thinking with your pockets, offer everything. Present them with a layout that they can sit in front of and decide what they want. And not you try to judge what their pockets are. Don't do that. You are just hurting your business. Those are your pockets, not their pockets. You're just hurting your business. Don't do that. But you can't present them with great options if your business is trash. You can't present them with treasure if your business is trash. I don't care what you what gear you got. If the, if you don't present things right with your company, they won't trust you. Just like you don't trust the food place that's in a terrible building. It's dirty. The, the, the tables are dirty. Whoever wiped the glass got swirl marks. I don't care what somebody told you. If you go into a restaurant that stinks, you're not going to believe the food is good with the exception to maybe a Waffle House. If you're in the South, you get it. But your company sometimes looks like trash. It looks cheap. And then you want to go after the top price. You don't. I can look at your brand and tell you don't invest in your company. You're not going to invest in my project. You're about to take all of this money and put 10% towards making sure my project is dope. And that's it. 
I, you know, that's it. You have to look at, look at top companies in your area. McDonald's sell a 99 cent burger. Their facilities are top notch. They have screens everywhere. Why do you think they do that? In business, take a step back and look around at companies that are successful. Look at what they are doing. They're giving you the, they're giving you the roadmap. You just listening to homie down here who ain't got no customers that's telling you he's been in business for 20 years with his camera, but what he ain't tell you is he really been working at a job and he have one or two clients throughout the year that he make money with. He don't even file the proper taxes. That's the dude you're listening to. That's a great, that's a great, would you buy from yourself? He said, every, every Waffle House looks sus to me. Absolutely. The more sus they look, the better the food probably is. Let's talk about the next step. Is your, is your deliverables up to scale? What do you mean? If I'm sending a proposal, does it look like crap? Or does it go into detail, specific detail, on the type of job we're getting ready to offer? Now you, if you got time, you can sit down and write this up every time for every proposal. Or you can live within a niche have a proposal that's already written for that niche that you didn't sent out to get looked over and upgraded and reworded and edited to the point where it is spot on. When you go get an oil change, they hand you literature about an oil change that they have been, they've worked on for years. They've improved to be spot on. And that's all they do is oil changes. So every dollar they spend in their company is to take it to the next level instead of trying to cover eight different things. If your business have a niche, you can do that. Does the presentation of your proposal, does the literature, does it ex properly explain what you're going to do for the client or do it look cheap? Does your proposal look like a bill? Because if it looks like a bill and I send a proposal with one paragraph, that's double your price. You out of there. You're not making it. It's a wrap for you. Do your deliverables look like you're designed to work with a big company? That's that module all day. Now you know. I'm going to keep rubbing it in because a lot of people ask me questions. And, and they don't have the foundation together. And then they're like, where do they cover? We cover all of it. Um, let's talk about a, a few other things. Because I, I feel like um, when you don't have your deliverables in place, you don't have the ability to upsell. Your deliverable should explain why these other options are relevant. You know where the teleprompter is. You know the benefit of 4K. You know the benefit of having a video that's formatted, formatted to for Facebook compared to being formatted for Instagram. You know the difference between the dimensions for a Instagram reel and a Instagram story. Your client doesn't know that. But if you do a great job at explaining it, they may be interested in purchasing that, purchasing that option. There's a lot of things that you don't think about when you go buy a car that they explain to you. You have to make sure that your content, that the, the literature and information that you offer does a great job at that. Again, this comes back to niche. It's hard to do it for every niche. It's easy to do it when you live within that niche. Me telling you to pick a niche and stick to it 
is going to help you maximize your your potential to be successful. Unless you got a million dollars to throw at everything you can possibly shoot. There's a guy you can have a you can have a truck, some boots, a coat, some hoses, an axe, and you are of no use to people unless you decide that your niche is putting out fires. Now it makes sense. A lot of you guys with a lot of camera equipment is you just a guy sitting around with tools, an axe, some rubber boots, a helmet, a coat, a Dalmatian. You know, you just a guy sitting around with tools, not knowing where to go. Until you pick a niche and now you're fi- you can do other things with those tools I named. But because you are a fireman. I now know when to call you. I now know how valuable those tools are. A lot of you guys are everywhere and you got to will it in. Because you don't have a million, you don't have three thousand dollars a month to put on everything that you think you can do. You don't have $2,000 to create a website for everything that you think you can do. So focus on one. Be very good at that one. Invest in that business. Then you go out and land clients. Um, Another thing is another thing as well. So I got to bring the Dalmatian into it. You got to have a Dalmatian if you're if you're if you got a fire truck. If you're, if you're a firefighter, you got to have a Dalmatian. Um, another thing I want to I want to make sure I. uh I want to talk about for my gold members, the, uh, the zoom meeting is up for my gold members real quick. I want to talk about is your ability to have an itinerary, your ability to have an itinerary, right? Your ability to sit down with a client and explain to them what's going to happen. How long is going to take? What is going this? What is going that? That is very important. That is extremely important that you understand that process. Imagine going to see a doctor and a doctor said, we're going to put this cast on you. Don't know how long it's going to be on you, bro. Who knows? Doc, have you done this before? Imagine going to get braces and your doctor like, we don't know how long you're going to be in braces. Imagine going to get a car wash and they like, we don't know how long it's going to take to wash this car. It could be an hour. It can be some days. Go home, we'll call you. A lot of you guys who don't present that information to your big client, you will lose them because of that. They have deadlines. They have things that they need to plan around and do. And if you can't give them an accurate itinerary of what's going to happen, you will lose that client. I have lost clients because of that. Uh, I don't know. We're going to shoot. We're going to get there at... Give yourself more space than you need because if you end early, you look like the good guy. Give yourself more time than you need. You that's over promising or under promising and over delivering. You look like the good guy. So when you say it's going to be three hours and you end in two. Yes. Guess who they're clapping for? Appreciate it. I can get out of here before rush hour. If your pricing is, is structured correctly, you got paid a lump sum anyway. You're great. I've had people not only pay me for the final hour, but tip the company as well because we finished early. It helped me look like the the good guy. They booked me a lot because I was in and out. Even though I didn't do anything different, I didn't rush. 
the initial itinerary had us going for four hours. In my mind, I'm like, I need two and a half. And that extra few hours give me time for CYA. I can go out and shoot different stuff and get B-roll and do what I need to do in that time if needed. If not, I can review footage. I can test audio. Boom, bang, pile. I'm good to go. I'm in, I, Everything works. So under-promising and over-delivering is what it is. There you go. Um, let's talk about one other, another thing. Does your website and your proposal, do they both do a good job at answering questions at the next level? What do you mean by that, Ty? What do you mean? The basic questions is how much is it? Your proposal, once you get the experience of working in your niche, will answer next level questions. Why is it important to answer next level questions? Right? It, two things, two things. One is it's going to show your client when you when you answer questions they may not have thought about. You are you have pushed yourself out as the subject matter expert. I now believe you. I trust you because you're answering stuff I didn't even think about yet. That means you've been doing this a lot. Go get a surgery. You're asking questions about when will I heal and how long will I be down? And the doctor says the day before surgery, don't eat any solids. Just drink fluids. I, what? I never thought about that. I never thought about that. Of course you didn't. But this is what we do. Because of that, you trust that doctor. Because of those questions, you trust that doctor. So keep that in mind. Um, you need to make sure that your website answers a certain amount and your proposal goes even deeper because when you're talking to clients and you present that proposal, a lot of times with big companies, the person you're on the phone with is not the decision maker. That decision maker may be their boss or their team. So if your proposal answers second level questions, and your competition doesn't, it just makes you look smarter. And when you have that team that's there or that second level management or boss, and you can make him say on paper, I never thought about that. Remember, that's my favorite thing to make clients say, we never thought about that. You guys do know what you're doing. You guys are the best. When I can get second level questions on my proposal, I, I have pushed myself out as the subject matter expert. When you do that again and you gain that trust, any upsell you point to, they're going to say yes, 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 yes. You've been somewhere looking to buy something. It can be anything as, as small as paint. If you go to Walmart and you like, do you got green paint? And I'm like, yeah, it's over there. Or you go to a paint shop and they're saying, well, what are you painting? Oh, I'm thinking about painting the, the fence outside. Oh, well, you're going to have to start with, this may not be correct, but you're going to have to start with a primer or you're going to have to strip that other paint. This is a chemical we use to strip it. This is a chemical we use to primer it. And you're like, I didn't, I never thought about that. I thought I was going to just hit it with some, no, it won't last long if you do that. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Now you're like, wow, okay, well, what do I need? 
Now they just went from selling you a bucket of paint, which wouldn't have done you any good, to selling you a paint stripper, a primer, a better brush, everything, a, a better bucket. And you bought it because you work with somebody who knew what they were talking about. By doing this, you upsold yourself, but you're happy you did because you didn't have the proper information. So because they educated you, they taught you why you need different things. You spent more, but you got a better product. You didn't come in there to spend less. You came in there to do it right. Big clients want to do it right. They come there to do it right. Their budgets are big to do it right. Not because they make a lot of money. They cut corners on toilet paper. They're not just because they got money. Don't mean they want to blow it, but they want to get things done right. And if you help them do that, that's how you open up a budget. It's not asking. What's your budget? It's by presenting them with the whole complete solution. Nobody who asked you, how much money did you come in here to spend with me today? You never felt good spending money in that company. You never felt like this is the place I want to be. I'm coming back here. They made sure I emptied my wallet. That's what I'm talking about. The companies you spent the most money found out what it was that you were trying to do. They found out what success looked like. And then they offered you everything you need and some to get that job done. That is adding value. You're right. That is adding value to the brand. Now I trust that company. Now, when that company called me up and said, hey, it's time to put a fresh new uh, top coat on that paint. It's been six months. I told you to let that cure. We're going to do this and then come back and hit it with another one. It's time to do it. You're right. I'll be in there to buy it next week and I'm going to do it that weekend. You're absolutely right. We did talk about that. So now when you call your clients back and you say, hey, economy's back booming. We need to make sure we get X, Y, and Z out. They're like, when can we set it up? Can you Tuesday, Wednesday? Make sure you're answering second level questions and they are a part of your sales process. Make sure of that. Um, another thing is, which is really simple, really, really simple that a lot of business owners don't think of when they want them big. They want that big check is, uh, do you have the ability to accept a large check? Are you set up for a wire transfer? These companies not handing over. They're not swiping a credit card for 10,000. They're not doing that. Are you in a position to cash that check or get that wire transfer? They're not about to pay you with cash app, bro. It's not about to be no Venmo for no 10 racks. Not happening. Caught me by surprise too. But usually anything over 10,000 is either going to be a check or a wire transfer. If you don't have things, they're not going to wire it to you. Jerome Smith, they're not sending it to you, bruh. Not happening. Chris Mitchell, it's not coming. They're not going to wire money to a personal account. Your your bank will be like, whoa, what in the world is this? Now we holding this, bruh. This is this some real fraudulent stuff. This suspect right here, bro. Nobody get $20,000 in. On, and that's a good thing, Lee. You made a good point. On top of the fact that even if they wanted to pay with credit card, you don't want to pay 2.8% on $20,000. You don't even want that to happen. The client may have an American Express. They may, a lot of companies have maximum limits that they can spend on their credit card. 
But you may come across a client that's a top level executive that says my American Express is going to go through. You want me to swipe it? You want me to put the 20 grand on there? I'm, I don't care. I'm not worried. And then you end up paying, you know, a big eight, nine hundred dollars in credit card fees. You don't want that to happen. You want a check or a wire transfer. And most big companies understand that. But are you in a position to accept that? A lot of you guys are not. If you just got a DBA and you don't got an LLC, you don't want to send a square invoice and let them pay on the square invoice. You want to do wire transfer. Even with the square, squares, that's a great point. Square is allowing you to do uh, bank drafts now, but what's the percentage that they're taking? I don't need square to do a bank transfer. I don't want to, I don't want to get square involved with a bank transfer. They're just going to take a cut. I, I have the information to go directly to my bank and there is no cut. I don't want square getting 1%. Nope. Not happening. Just to do what? To be a middleman? Nah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't happening. What's going on, bro? What's going on? So that's something that is a lot of people don't think about. You get that. You get you get a, a fifteen thousand dollar customer. You need to think about this. Credit card fees for fifteen thousand is enough to pay your car note for about two three months. It's enough to go get a lens you want. It's enough to probably buy you a new camera for nothing. And a lot of companies won't, if they, if they can't wire transfer, they won't deal with you. They won't deal with you. We got, we got Jim over here closing deals. You say we sent wire in for, for a payment a few hours ago. You got to have that together. If you don't have it together, you're not going to get them big client. You're going to turn a big client off because they can't pay you. And the next part, the next one I want to talk about last but not least it's something that a lot of people, they ain't ready to hear. Are you prepared to come out of pocket to cover the expenses of this project, including paying your employees before you get paid? There's a lot of companies that will not pay you until the job has been completed and approved. Then they're going to have it sent over to their department, which is going to take 30 to 60 days to cut you a check. Your employees and contractors can't wait for that. You got to pay for it. Are you in a position to spend three, four, five, six thousand dollars to make 80, 90, 150? Are you in a position to spend 10 up front to make 30 back? You have to have liquid for your company so that you can pay for things until you get paid. I'm, I work with a lot of schools. They don't cut checks that fast. It's slow. It's T60, 60 days. You waiting some time before you get your check. You need to be able to pay people that's around and, and dealing with, dealing with everything. You need to be able to pay for parking and food and whatever you need to pay for. It may cost you a couple thousand. You may need to pay for that. Now, knowing that if you if your proposal is correct, all that's covered in your proposal, all that money you're getting back. But you may need to come out of pocket. For a lot of stuff until your check arrives, you may get a client that's. That, that takes six months to cut a check. That commercial was on TV making money. It takes six months to get that check. These are big clients. 
These are the Walmarts, the, the Hondas, the, the Toyotas. They're not cutting fast checks. They got to go through a lot of checks and balances before you get that check. You feel me? It's a whole lot that has to take place before you get that check. So make sure you're paying attention. So make sure that you have everything in place before you work with this big client or before you ask for the smoke. Because you're going to get that smoke. Ain't nothing worse than losing a life-changing check because your proposal was trash. There's nothing worse than than losing a life-changing check because your proposal was trash. Z23, I talk about that um, a lot because there's some things you need in place in that course. Pricing a 30-second commercial, there's a lot that needs to take place before you can price that. There's a lot of information. There is no general one size for all. I don't want to BS you and tell you, oh, it should be this. You need that that course talks about how to structure your pricing in a way to make sure that you are getting what you deserve, especially depending on where you are in the world. What's the what's the video going to be used for? There's a lot that needs to be discussed before we get into that price. Anybody that just shoot a price out ain't really doing it. I need to know where it's going. I need to know how many locations I need to know what area am I in? That price is different in LA than it is in Iowa. It's different in in one country from another. Those are things that we need to discuss or have in place before we even get to the fact that it's 30 seconds or a commercial. There's things that I need to know. So there's a lot that needs to be set up before we ask that question. That's like asking what type of knife do I need? I, I don't know. Are you cutting sushi? Are we cutting ice cream? Are we stabbing people? Are we juggling? I don't know what we're doing. We could be working for the circus. I have no idea. It could be, we can be spreading butter. I, I don't know. For me to just tell you X, Y, and Z knife, I, I'm, I'm doing you a disservice because I haven't fully understood what you're trying to do. And I can just, I don't want to, I don't want to just give you an answer. It's just sounding smart. And I've just done more damage than truly help you. There are some things in place that you have to get together before you can decide what knife you're trying to buy. Because you can buy a butter knife and now you're in a now you in a sword fight. What you gonna do? Take that L. You're gonna take that L. All right. So those are a few things. Let me say I got a few people coming up. This some work for a company home office that was based in Europe. They're only willing to pay via wire transfer. That's dope. Wire transfer is dope. See, I'm just Making sure y'all paying attention. I got my screen and everything. I got look at Jim sitting over there chilling. Gold members on there chilling. So yeah, wire transfer is the way. Y'all confused? I'll just leave it here for those that are confused. This is how y'all be feeling when y'all be confused, when I be throat punching y'all. And it be stars moving around, you be going through that. It's all good. Um, What do you think about licensing a video after a certain time? Um, That should be in your contract. It, it happens more than you know. I get calls to license old video all the time. P.S. This is Tyler, new gold member. How do I get into the Zoom meeting? Go to live.flashfromacademy.com. Um, Alex says it was uh, it was nice still in a T30, T60 situation or more immediate. Oh, he's talking to Alex. Okay. We're going to... Um, let uh Jim, I know I know you on standby, Jim. I know you got some stories, bro. You 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 kind of like myself. You got you, you know we, we some heavyweight fighters, 
and I know you got some stories. So we're gonna go to the uh, we're gonna bring Jim on. Anybody else that's in the in the Zoom meeting in the Zoom chat, we're gonna bring you on for a second. Let me go to let me do something real quick. I gotta remove myself from this, and then we're gonna um, we're gonna go ahead and do that. Make sure we hit that, and then we can go into the uh, into the Zoom meeting. Can you hear me? Real, can you hear me, Jim? I can't hear you. Hopefully, you can hear me. Boom! My shot just disappeared. Here we go. Let me go back to that. Let me see if you can hear me. Uh, let me change it up a little bit. That way, I can get it going. Get it popping. You guys got questions? Feel free to pop them in the in the in the comments. We'll we'll kind of get to them as we get to them. But feel free to pop your questions in the in the uh, in the comments about big jobs. Because a lot of people want big jobs. Everybody want it, but everybody ain't ready for it. All right, Jim. Bye bye now. I can't hear you at all. We just gonna we gonna give it a second. I think I know why I can't hear you. I probably can hear you now. Okay, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I had you muted, man. It was my fault. Oh. User error. User error. I don't blame you at all. All right. We call those picnic errors back in my IT days. That that Yeah, that too. Problem in chair, not Ooh, in a computer. Go. There we go. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, I know you you, you you one of the guys on here that closed a lot of big sales. Um. What do you run into? Like, you know, what is what is something that the littler, uh, littler, that's not even a word, the smaller guys need to be mindful of as they ask for big clients? As they're asking for big clients yeah. or as they're getting the money from the big clients? As they're starting to work with big clients. Like, everybody wants to check. People don't understand they what They don't comes know what to do. Yeah. The client doesn't. They need you to tell them what to do. You need to be on top of your game with your schedule, your dates. I mean, you've got to be the one. The After they've signed the agreement and said, you know, let's go, let's do this, that's them passing the ball I, I in think, court. I think people don't understand how much of a project manager. You go from being a filmmaker to a project manager. <sighs> And I think people forget about you got to do everything, lunch, parking spots like you need to be you need to be in control of it all. Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of work. It it really is. I think, you know, to be honest, I'd say the filming aspect of it, especially when you get on those bigger projects, tops is 30 percent tops. I mean, the rest is editing, Um, you know, your contract is part of it. All of that. It's um yeah. But the video portion, that's the easiest part. Yeah, I tell people all the time, that's the the easy part is the shooting is showing up filming. Just like they say, you know, um, you know, practicing is the part they pay me for. I'll show up to play all day. And that's it's the that's definitely the case when it comes to working with these clients. The filming is the fun part, man. It is the part that you love, but being a project manager is is everything. Like you have to. That's what they're paying you extra for. You'll get yeah. paid a lot more for having the ability to stay organized and manage a project than to offer 4K over 1080p. Like, and I think it, it, it's important that you understand that 
because that is what attract larger clients, not image quality, not a new slider, not gimbal work, but having the ability to say, hey, I think I understand what you want. Let me make it clear. Let me put it together. Let me flush it out. Let me have the ability to present it to you in a way where you could say, wow, that is my idea. That is what I was thinking. Yes. Let's move forward with that. Because when I when I hire designers, I don't want to draw it for you, man. Look, this is what I'm looking for. Go to the go to the drawing board, hook something up and come back and let me say yes or no. Let me say, yeah, that's that's what I need or no, that's not what I need. Or, or help me get to that direction. And like I said, I just went through that with a company uh, that's designing some stuff for me. Um, you know, often they don't know what they want. They just know what they don't want. And if you have experience, you can flush that out really quickly. If you don't, it's just hit or miss. And you don't want to be in a situation where you're just guessing. And the client and your ability, you don't have the ability to pull the correct information from the client. And then you just, you know, you're just wishing at that point. That sucks. Um, VR Media House says, what form of payment are you taking from your large clients? Um, I kind of discussed that a little bit. Wire transfer. Wire transfer or or a physical check. Or a digital check, which is the same really as a wire transfer. All wire transfers. Anything over 10000 Anything really, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to always try to get a check or wire transfer first. There's no fees involved. Right. I don't pay anything. My bank is not charging me. They take a little bit longer. If you want instant square where they're going to take five percent just so you can have the money in your account today, then that's on you. But big, big checks. I don't want to pay square. I've had checks where square would be like, oh, our cut is thirty eight hundred dollars. No, the hell it ain't. Because I'm about to take this junk to my bank. Y'all not getting thirty eight hundred dollars just because I can do a whole lot with thirty eight hundred dollars. So keep that in mind. You want to make sure that you um, that you your first option is a wire transfer or a check thing with checks is checks got to be approved. They got to be printed. They got to be mailed out. I mean, they got to be signed. They got to be mailed out. They got to get to your house. You got to open it, look at it and then either try to deposit it via picture with the new app or try to find your bank and they got to hold it and they. It's a lot. These are route numbers. This is checking account number. Go ahead and send it over. Once they put in, you'll get it in a few days and it'll be approved and sent over. So wire transfer is my method um, for larger jobs. Always. Really anything. For me, I'm at the point where almost anything over $1,000. Like, let's do a wire transfer. Let's let's just do that. Um, I, I, I don't even... I'm not dealing with PayPal. I'm not dealing with Cash App. I'm not dealing with none of that. It's going to be all wire transfer. Uh, we have a gentleman with his hand up in the room. Go for it, bro. The um, it's yeah, you hit the nail on the head earlier talking about making sure you have your accounts in order because even when you're scanning your checks, you have daily and weekly limits typically, at least on most major banks. And then when you get to a smaller bank, it can go either way. It can be either more strict or, or not not nearly as strict. But I've had it to the point where um, we had to go to the bank and increase our limits just so we could take more money. Yeah. Otherwise, you just you're stuck. I, I've had that happen both ways: spending and bringing money in. I've had to have both ways. Kudo Kudo Beats asked a question that I really, really want, want to get to. 
Would you research things such as company stock usage rates before giving a client a price? Gold members, please stand by. I got I to gotta go full screen for this one. Please stand by. Let me tell you guys something. I don't give a damn what the company is doing on their stock price. That has nothing to do with what I'm charging. That has nothing to do with what I'm charging. When a company is selling you a car, they run credit so that you can get financed. The price don't change of the actual car. Your interest rate may change. That's completely different. That is the money that the financing company want to get from you. But if you have great credit, the price of that car does not change. Either you can afford it or you can't. I don't need to do all of that. When I'm working with a company, my price is my price. When you start thinking like that, you're thinking you're trying to rob them. You're trying to stick them for their papers. As they would say in the hood. What the company does has nothing to do with what you should be charging. You, you should you, you should have work that's valued on both ends of the spectrum, right? A company that I use so much that is so great at this is Apple because they can sell you a $60,000 Mac Pro. This is Lee's, I mean, just as, this is Jim's favorite company. They will send you either, a, you, they will sell you a $60,000 MacBook Pro and two $8,000 screens or they will sell you a $300 school-ready iPad. They don't look at what you can afford. They're not running background searches on you to see what you've bought. Either you can afford it or you can't. As a business owner, your scale needs to be that large. We can go all out. Six cameras, live, jib, crane, cable cam. We can do it all. If you can afford it, if you can't, then we won't do it. Stop trying to rob people. People know when you're trying to rob them. If somebody walk in a room and say, oh, we see that you imagine going to get some shoes. And a guy at Foot Locker say, I see you just pulled up in a nice little Lexus there. These Jordans are 800. <laughs> They're 200 for everybody else, though. But we just you that Lexus is the uh, the F sport or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That Lexus is. That's not the cheap Lexus. And it's a 2022. Yeah, no, that price for these shoes just went up. Do I trust you? When you say get the laces, with, do I trust you? Add the such, do I trust you? We got the outfit in the back. Do I trust you? Or do I feel like you're just trying to add more stuff to make more money off me? There's a big difference between companies trusting you and companies feeling like you're, you're trying to make money off of. That trust will go a long way. This is what I need you to think about as a business owner, right? Because we're moving into this era of subscription, right? We're moving into an era where you need to be conscious of the lifetime value of that client. You can rob them once and be done, or you can provide them with real value. And they will keep coming back to you. So you can make 50,000 off of them once. Good luck. Or you can make 25000 off of them quarterly for the next 10 years. And then they're going to refer people who will refer people who will refer people. And now you have a, a yacht. Instead of having to take a piece of that first 50000 and buy you a rowboat and stretch the rest to retirement. Now you have a company that keeps bringing in clients that is of value. 
a company that has a yearly revenue of X, Y, and Z that you can potentially sell when you're ready to get out the game. You got to think about lifetime value of your client. Don't be a one hitter quitter. Don't be a one and done. Don't be a wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. You got to think about the lifetime. Listen, there is, there is not one client you've ever worked with that only needed video photography once. There is not a client that's like, you know what? We want to spend $4,000 to bring you out here to film once. They didn't come back to you because you didn't offer enough value. So if that means I got to take less up front to build that relationship all day, every day, let's do it. Netflix charged you $20 a month when they could charge you more than that. They could charge you per movie. But you know why you stay with Netflix? Because they give you a lot for a certain amount that you're happy to pay over. You don't think about, man, I've been a Netflix client for, for three years. They didn't got 300 some dollars out of me, $400. You think about $19.99 a month. Because per month, it's the best deal I've for movies. I can't go to the movies and watch that many movies for $19.99 a month. So I'm going to sign up and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to stay with them. And I'm going to refer somebody. Man, I, I watched this movie on Netflix. You got to check it. You ain't got Netflix. Boom. Now you got Netflix. Now that money just doubled. So you have to think long term. Get out of instant gratification. It's all about lifetime value of a client. When stuff get tough and stuff get rough and economy start going bad, it's going to be them cats that you've been working with forever. That's still like, hey. Economy didn't drop, but we booming over here because of X, Y, and Z, because we sell masks and, and hand sanitizer. We need 10 videos. Them going to be the ones that's going to bring you through it. Not somebody that you engouged for a lump sum. Lisa, he, he, I keep calling you. I don't know why. Lee, I see Lee, you can think of Lee, but Jim said he's been with uh, Netflix for 10 years. They didn't do the math. 20 times, 12 times, you know, 10. That's a lot of money. You like that brass knuckle placement there. I, that's some good two-sided tape. I can't even move the mic that much. I'm trying to be easy. I'm trying to be easy with that. But that's what you got to think about as a business owner, right? There are things that you've been paying for for a long time in your life that you don't even think about because the value is there. Companies need to be thinking about you like that. Longevity is more important than just potential sales. I can predict my future if I have clients that are subscription-based. That keep coming back. My future is predictable. The value of my company is predictable. I can be at ease knowing I'm going to make a certain amount of money simply by being me. And I don't got to go out and fight every minute of every day to convince somebody new that I'm worth working with. Think about long-term value of these clients. That is, that is important. It's hard getting clients. It's easy keeping them. You've heard the term is cheaper to keep her. If you had any any old folks that like a lot of blues, you've heard it's cheaper to keep her. It's, that is true when it comes to clients. So always take care of your clients. They know your work. They know your schedule. They know what you can produce. They know your prices. They know you. Always take care of your clients. Don't stick them for they don't stick everybody up. All right. I had to say that. I'm sorry that was long, but but I think that's one of the most important lessons that new business owners need to think about because they just, especially with content creators, we just trying to bust them over the head 
you know, and a lot of times if they ain't really work with you, they may start you on a light project just to see what you do. And you bust them over the head. They're like, I, I got, that's all I got for this. And they, and a lot of times they hold on to the bag because they just don't know what you like. Like they don't know what it's like to work with you. When you go to a new restaurant, you don't really order the biggest, baddest thing. You like, let me start. Let me see what this appetizer about. That appetizer come back and it's hitting. You like, let me get the porterhouse, baby. Let's go all the way. Like you, you needed a little taste. Drug dealers give you a little taste. They'd be like, try this, man. Come back and see me tomorrow. That's how I work my business. I'd be like, here go boom. Here go a little bit of this video. You like that? Come see me tomorrow. I'm be on the same corner. You need to do your business like that. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something crazy in in the in the in the whole drug world, right? Whenever, whenever somebody OD, their sales go up. Whenever they give a crackhead something and he just flip out and just like, you would think that would scare people away. Like, what do he got? Nobody, no, the line be out the door. They're like, he got the good stuff. So make your clients OD off your content, right? When they come to you and they want to make them their head spin. I like to, I like to have them shaking in the chair when they see the video that I produce for them. And then they keep coming back. So build that client. Think about that long-term, that long-term client value. You, you can't just think about this one time. You got to think long-term. Ty Martin, good looking out on the Super Chat. I appreciate you. He said, my niche is corporate video um, and corporate events. What do you think uh, the name Focus Cinematics, uh, what do you think of the name? I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't say what you do. It sound good if you were into cameras. It sound good to the guys that's here like, yeah, focus cinematics, that's dope. But to a person that's choosing between you and cinematic events, cinematic event specialists, oh, I'm going with them. I don't even have to look at the website. If I don't even got to if I'm in Google and you number 1 and below you is cinematic events specialists, I'm clicking on them. Their name says what they do. So keep that in mind. Because it sounds like a lens company. It absolutely does. And and, and all my all the gold members below, they're doing the same thing. They're like, yeah, they're saying the same thing. They're saying it before I can even type it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, real quick, gold members, because we're gonna get ready to wrap soon and go to the after hours. Gold members, y'all got anything y'all want to say? Any any wins? Well, Rodney got your hand up. I'm, I, I'm gonna get to Rodney. You got your hand up. Yeah, just uh, real, real quick, when you were mentioning about making sure that uh, you're set up properly to receive those checks and those deposits from large companies, and we're talking about limits, make sure when you speak with whoever your account manager is or the, um, the agent or advisor that you um, talk with when, at the credit union or the bank, there will be sometimes different tiers of accounts that you can have. And those accounts sometimes will have minimums that you need to maintain for your balance for the month. And then also the types of deposits, the, excuse me, the, a limit on the amount of deposits you can make. And then the type of those deposits that they could be like um, checks, basically. And I think that's where we were at. Uh, electronic deposits, not a problem. But the issue would be if we came in with the bag and everything and say, hey, I've got, you know, 20 checks and it's 25,000. I need to pull back about 5,000 out of that because that's going to be the limit for the month or for the week. So just make sure you guys keep that in mind whenever you're getting everything set up for your account. 
and different tier of checking accounts may cost more. Or your bank may say, hey, open a business savings account. We'll let you deposit what you want in that. So in the course, I teach you to have multiple accounts for multiple things. I have multiple accounts. I have five accounts. I can go to an ATM and pull what I need to pull out of five different accounts and pull a lump sum out if need to. I can deposit a lot because I have more. I can max that account out, go to the next one, max that out, and then get all the money in all the accounts and then just move it to one account via my app. But understanding that helps me do what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? I got an account that's designed for automated payments. There's certain things with the company that's just automated. I don't even want to see it. I, I can't go without internet. I can't go without, you know, the paid Zoom. I can't go without certain stuff. Just pull it. I know to leave a certain amount in there to make sure it's good. So those are things you will have to think about. Um, as you you ask for the smoke, y'all want these big clients. Y'all think somebody going to cut you a check and be like, peace. So, um, Ty, what jobs have you done? And you've had the most staff help live streams, multi-camera live events. Events always bring all hands on deck. Events, events, events. More events than even narrated work. Um, anything that's live that we have to have multi-cameras. You got to bring in, your, you got to bring in your, your out-of-state shooters, your top guys. You can't have somebody who don't, can't tell that something's out of focus. You got to have your top guys. And then there's a lot of equipment involved, right? For live streaming, we... Not only are we running multiple cameras, multiple cables, multiple audio, I got to communicate with my mans this way over there. We need to have a, 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 a wireless comm set up. I got to tell them, hey, find me somebody clapping, clapping real hard so I can go to your camera. Hey, such and such, we're going to stick on you a little bit longer, so don't be shaking the camera. Stay on that wide shot. Hey, such and such, get zoom in more. Get a shot of the lady that's sitting on the, uh, sitting at the, at the, at the chair on the, on the stage. Like, I got to be able to communicate with them. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Okay, look. Hey, I got a, a runner at cover camera B while he go to the bathroom. Like, those are things that if you've never shot that, if it's you think you about to set up three cameras and sit there by yourself and switch, you out of your mind. You you going to be, nah, because you're going to have somebody trip over this tripod. We need to stay on ca camera two. You hot. You're going to be hot for a minute until we get camera one set back up. Something's wrong with it. The cable bad. The SDI poured out. Something's up. You hot for a minute, stay there. So you need to have a lot of stuff in place, a good team, great communication. You need to have that. Um, it's important that you, and that comes from experience. That comes from experience. Um, is there, you're asking about being a project manager. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be really honest with you. The best teacher for being a project manager is staying within that niche Building that relationship with your beta client and repetition, right? That beta client is going to tell you, I ain't really feeling this. Nah, we need to do this before that. We can't, you know, certain things that if you've painted a car before, right? You know the importance of prep work. We got to mask these windows. We got to cover this up. If you never paint it, you're like, oh, we're just going to scrape this off and we done. Just paint. No. Having that experience teaches you we need to do X, Y, and Z first. They'll tell you um, games are games and war are won and lost in preparation. Same thing happens when you go into working with a company. And if you've worked with just 
this type of company doing these type of shoots by shoot five or six, you should be pretty good at it. You should be really good at it. GMO says, uh, the changes to flash from Academy websites are dope. Thank you for all your gems as always. Appreciate the super chat, bro. I'm just trying to take it to the next level. I'm just trying to help people get their bag, man. Take it to the next level. Appreciate you. Alex says my uh, last live stream was three camera operators, a video switcher, audio tech, a live stream operator, and that was small. Absolutely. I probably You can still put a producer in there. You, I, I usually have an extra guy that's a cable runner just to make sure. So I don't have to pull a guy off camera if something happened. Right? I don't have to pull a guy off camera if somebody triple. I've had people trip over wireless microphones before. And, and we had to help old ladies up and... She looking at me like I did something wrong. You the only one tripping over 2.4 gigahertz signals in here. You shouldn't be wearing them shoes. So I, it's happy. I'm not going to BS you. Like they be looking at us like you done did something. No, ma'am. That's a wireless mic. You was being nosy and looking and you failed. That's what happened. We got that on tape too. So, you know, go ahead, Micah. You got your hand up, Micah? I hear you. Now. Yeah. Um, uh, just a win from this week. Oh, I, yeah, I finished wins. editing my very last wedding film, so I'm excited about that. I'm done with weddings and ready to be out of that game for good. That's what I'm talking about. That's a good win. So you say I'm done. I always have a, a going joke whenever I shoot weddings and people were like, I tell people that I was a combat photographer and it was like, is wedding photography hard? Or I was like, I'd much rather be a combat photographer than a wedding photographer. Cause at least I can shoot back. So I'll yeah, take and that even in more. Day. So a wedding videographer, that's even harder because a picture you can whip up, take a couple pictures of the speeches video. If you hear somebody talking like, oh, shoot, I'm missing that. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get your video rolling fast. I, I, I tell people all the time, I'd much rather take combat photography because I at least I got a weapon with me and I can use it. So I can't do that in a wedding. I'm just getting shot at. And you always got that one uncle. What you, what's that? That's a 24 to 70. You know, I used to have a Nikon. Like, I don't care, bro. Like, no disrespect, but I don't care right now, bro. I'm working, man. I, I hate working at parties because people, everybody partying and act like you supposed to party, but really you got to work. And people treat you like you supposed to party. And, but at the end of the day, if you party and you ain't got what you're supposed to have, you jacked. So I'm always cautious of that. Always cautious of that. Brandy says, uh, what is a beta client and how do you go about getting one? Um, beta client is a client that you test things with. Um, I talk about it a lot in module one on the master course over at flash from Academy. And there's things you have to have in place, like understanding your niche, um, understanding what type of client you're looking for before you go out and get a beta. If you work with anybody, I'll post it on the screen, but if you go out and work with anybody, that beta client won't help you. Your cousins and them can't tell you what you should be doing. If you want to be a corporate event photographer, because they're not hiring corporate event photographers. They just trying to help you out because they love you. And that's appreciated. I'm mature enough to, to appreciate that. However, I understand that that's not going to help me. You have to be with people who live in that lifestyle to understand it. Only a millionaire can teach you how to manage a million dollars. A thousandaire can't teach you how to manage a million dollars. They think they know, but they don't. They haven't done it. That's why I tell you to be careful from a lot of guys who tell you they filming on YouTube and they're not really doing this for a living because they're still talking about what's in a bag and they should be talking about what's in a truck period um because there's no way they, they they get in a bag with a bag you need a truck to get a bag you carry a lot of bags you need a truck you can't you can't put keep putting bags in the bag but i digress uh question was up rodney you got a win what's up 
that a W or was that is that an old hand? No, it's a, it was just a comment. It was a, just a follow up. Oh, go for um, it. So when you were talking about uh, the whole situation, like being a switcher and thinking that you can just come there and like, you know, cool, I'm just going to sit back on my little iPad and that's it. Um, I, I would encourage people to get that experience. I, I really, really would. Uh, not necessarily as a switcher, but be one of the camera people so you can actually be in the meetings and hear how the switcher runs the show. Uh, and so if anybody goes to church, you can, if your church has a media team, you can do it there. Uh, community events, whatever, just whoever you can network with to do that. I would encourage you to do that because I'm going to tell you right now, Ty, like literally, dude, like word for word, everything you said was like on point. On point. We're talking about, hey, look, uh, you know, and they'll either call you out by name or call you out by the camera, the camera angle, whatever that you're doing. Like, hey, look, uh, you're shaking a little bit. I need you to stay steady for me. I'm coming to you in five seconds. Okay. And then boom, they come to you. Okay. We're on your live. We're on your live. And they'll hold that shot. And they're okay. And all right, cool. You're clear. And like, before they even say that, they'll let you know, Hey, camera two, we're coming on you in three seconds. All right. Camera two, we got you good. All right. Camera one, you're clear. And then they'll say, Hey, look, I need somebody to get a such and such shot. And they'll have that person, you know, whoever's nearby get that angle. Uh, so it's just, there's so many mechanics that are involved. And even if you're not out there on the floor doing the camera work, being in the room with the switcher is just as helpful. So you can under, I mean, there's so much that's involved, not just the camera angles, not just the audio, but then you got to look at lighting. You got to look at exposure. You got to look at the balance of it. There's like so much that goes into it. So I would definitely encourage you guys, if there's some way somehow that you can network with someone to get that experience. And if live streaming is going to be your thing, definitely do that. And if you're doing any events, live streaming is definitely going to be your thing. Cause you, it's just where things are going. Um, there, there are Emmy uh, award winning producers and switchers that do football games and all. Can you imagine doing a football game and you got 200 cameras and you're, you know, find me a close up with Tom Brady. All right. Going to the wire shot, bring in the wire cam. Like, like it's, it's work, man. It's work. It's work. All of them camera guys can talk to each other. All of them are communicate. That's why you see the one guy with the Sony FX3 or whatever. They, they got the nice blurry background. As soon as they're touchdown, go find the guy with the ball, run out on the end zone and get a shot of him. Boom, do it. Or you got the perfect walking off onto the field quarterback shots. He putting his helmet on, the background blurry. He getting into the huddle. All right, guys, all that stuff is planned and practiced. It's all planned and practiced. I got stuff popping up in the background. Skip this version. So you, you need that experience if you plan on going in that direction. There's nothing like getting cussed out by a producer in your ear because your camera's shaking or you, you, know, you focused on the wrong thing or your stuff drifting or it's out of focus. You need to learn that. I've been there and done it. Did it in the Army. We were doing, uh, li- well, it wasn't even live streams. It was just an in-house broadcast of multi-cam setup. So you need to learn that. You need to get used to working with a team that way. Um, live streaming is not going anywhere. It's just gotten a whole lot more affordable. And because we can stream to all devices anywhere, it's just going to be something that people want. It will add value. Um, so there's we just looked at a device earlier today. I think Alex posted that's similar to this to this uh, sling made by Roland, which allow you to live stream off multiple cell phones. Imagine sitting in a, in a room and three of your friends. You're like, hey, man, put your put your phones on a tripod. We're about to live stream with multi angles. Let's go. And, and you have have the equipment with you at all times. And I think that device was what, $300? Um, so, you know, those are things that it's coming. It's here. You cannot avoid it. 
uh, technology in this industry, if you avoid technology, you'll be the old guy with your old Nikon camera with dust on it and your, with your leather pouch for it and walk around with the leather Nikon purse, uh, you know, talking about you, uh, you know, you picture man. So you got to You got to um, you got to definitely, uh, you know, think forward and think about technology. Um, let's see. Let me post the. Uh, make sure everybody's. Uh, everybody can get in before we get ready to go to the. Uh, do what we do. Well, let me go to it. Live dot flash from academy dot com. Any other wins, gold members? Any other wins before we go to the. Uh, before we go to the after hour. Go for it, bro. Hey. What's going on? I'm going to try to, uh, I haven't seen y'all in a while. Man. I missed y'all. Hey, man, we missed you too. Um, hey. So, two wins. I'm actually going to hire my first employee. Okay. Like my first W-2 employee. That's what's up. Um, in March. So, I think, and you let me know if this is a good decision, but I'm thinking like besides like contracting, it's just good to have like somebody permanently on the team who I can always communicate with instead of like a per job type thing. Um, so just to put somebody on payroll is a good feeling. Um, and then my second win, I got my first subscription client um, at the beginning of the year for like a large amount every month. And of course, I gotta you know thank you and everybody else in this group for even putting me in that mindset. So uh, two two big wins for me. That's that's those are two huge wins, bro. Those are two yeah. business changing wins. One one is the subscription base will allow you to be a little more comfortable. It gives you some more freedom to to you know to breathe say no. and, and to say no to trash jobs and to build on that. So that's huge. Yeah. Secondly, bringing in an, an employee is huge because it's going to allow you to take your business to the next level because you don't have to re-explain stuff every single time per, on a per job basis. They know you. They know what you like. So you'll be able to go further faster. So big congrats on growing the business, bro. Big congrats on that, yeah, man. I love you. to see that. That's what I'm talking about. I love to see that, man. Continue to grow, man. Continue to tell us about it, man. I, I can't wait to see... Uh, you know what you're able to do bringing somebody on just just you know just because that's gonna make things skyrocket bro like that's gonna stuff gonna just move faster when you got you'll see just having an extra person like it's gonna move you think it's gonna be double the, the speed but it's gonna be like 2.5 it's gonna be like more than double the speed man i hope so because i mean this person they're gonna help me with like pre-production and stuff so it's just gonna take like a whole bunch of stuff off my plate to yeah. Like, I think I'm, I'm still going to handle the sales process, but then just have them just be able to, like, you know, do all the pre-production stuff, the pre-production planning, and then just, like, give it to me and then we execute. Yeah. So work, working on the business, not any. The business, that's, that's right. It's been in my mind ever yep. since I heard you say it. So. Yep. Don't work on the business. Don't create another job for yourself. Create something that will outlive you. And then you don't have to, you know, hope on the 401k. You got you got a business that's still making money. You know, when 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 Ford retired, he didn't have to worry about, I hope I got enough say, even though he did. But he had a business that was still kicking out hundreds of millions a year. Like, you ain't got to lower your life. When you retire, you should be doing more. I don't want to do less when I retire. 
I want to do stuff I didn't have time to get to, but got the money to do it. And if you got a business that's still making money, it's going to pay you. Even if your business was all right, it's going to pay you way more than what a bank account could pay you. Because all somebody doing is taking your money and putting it in the stock market and they making their cut, they're giving you a little bit. If you got a business that continues to make money after you're done working, that's the best retirement plan you can have. And the only way to do that is to work on your business and not work in your business. Do not just create another job for yourself. Do what you got to do within that company to put somebody in that position and take a step back. And you go all the way from frontline camera guy to CEO and then you step back and be on, you know, like, hey, I'm about to put another CEO in here so I can be on the board or whatever. And y'all just call me up when y'all want to make radical decisions. And I can say yay or nay and go back to playing golf. But, but you know, with as much content as needed, that that's a possibility. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a possibility. So, you know, that's 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 the mindset to have. And subscription, com- conscript- I can't even talk, subscription-based clients is the future. That's the way to go. I, everybody should be building their companies to go after subscription-based clients because they are, they don't, nobody needs one picture anymore. They need or just one video. They need to post every single day and post different videos for different audiences, for different people at different times. So think about what what's going on with algorithms and feeding you, um, feeding you advertising based off what you like. I don't understand why people think that their company needs to be a one, you know, twofold. One, those companies that create content specifically for people who fall within their algorithm needs different variations and versions of that content. And two, as a business owner yourself, right? This I can do everything mentality doesn't work in the world we live in today that specifically feeds you information based off the information you provide. That's why Facebook and Google is getting billions and trillions of dollars in marketing because they can they allow advertisers to, to feed their brand or product specifically to people that want what they what they have, which will increase sales like crazy. I don't want to show Mustang to 2023 Mustang bumpers to people that own Dodge Challengers or Hondas. I only want to show it to people who own Mustangs of that year. So as a business owner, that's why I tell you to niche down. So now we can go after people who really need what you have to offer and not everybody. Now you spent $3 million trying to show everybody your stuff, but you could have spent 3000 going after people who need what you want and had the same purchase rate. Like that. you so you spent 3 million and sold it to 10 people. I'm going to show you how to spend 3000 and sell it to, to 15, 20 people. So, Look at the world you're in. It's a very specific world um, where where advertisers are looking for specific audiences. Build your brand to go after specific audiences and you will have success. That's a long winded answer, but I, I wanted to make sure that you guys are thinking about that. Like, you know, you want to get in this business thing. You got to think like that. You got to think at that level. Um, Real quick before we go into any more wins, before we before we get out, Brandy said we had a client uh, that wanted a commercial but did not know what they wanted. Uh, we stepped right into the opportunity and created a video he loved and producing results for their company. Now I'm gonna tell you what's crazy about that, Brandy, is the most valuable part about that was the solution, not the video. The most valuable part 
What made that worth the money was the solution. Anybody could have shot the video. By offering that solution, you become irreplaceable. Anybody could have shot the video. Anybody could have gave me 4K, 8K, Red, Alexa, who cares? The solution is what makes you valuable. When you get good at offering that solution, you can't be replaced. If I say, hey, price is going up. Guess what? Prices is going up. I got to pay it. Because I can't get that solution other places. That makes you valuable. That makes you very valuable. And when you add value, you make money, you have a better lifestyle, you can buy all the gear you want, you can do all the stuff you want in life when you understand the importance of adding value. So I like to make sure that I highlight that so that people can understand, you know, because we all came in this game as cameramen. We all came in this game like if I get a slider shot, that peak from behind the tree, and we can get a little bit of the sun coming in on the side of the lens, we're going to kill them. They're going to love it. The truth is, if you can understand what their problem is and offer a solution, a cinematic solution, shout out to Scott, shout out to Scott, um, that will make you more valuable. Understanding that puts you leaps and bounds ahead of the guy next to you it just blew his whole check on the new timeline, 35 to 100, whatever, thinking that a blurry background is going to help him get more customers. So I just want to make sure I, I, I punch you in the throat with that real quick, everybody, and then you are aware of it. Any other wins before we go real quick? Or y'all just going to save it for the after hours? I seen a hand. Go ahead. Go ahead, Craig. Go ahead, bro. How's everybody? What's going on? Uh, this is my first time speaking on here. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but but to the group, I'm the guy that posted, "Hey, I went all in just before the <laughs> just before the new year." Yeah. Uh, that happened because I turned from, um, and I think I posted a little bit of a, a blurb in there. But I I I went immediately, kind of from hobbyist to uh, people requesting my work, uh, and that turned into. Um, the school system here, not one school, but the elementary school, the middle school, the high school, the preschool, asking me for a business proposal, which I'm working on now, and was part of the reason that um, I said me and Todd touched base and I kind of just jumped in. Um, th there's a plethora of other things. Um, I've got a construction company, uh, a property management company in Kansas City that's looking to do some stuff. Um, like I said, just um, opportunity. Uh, which I didn't have before. And well, I, I, I'm just happy to have the opportunity because it wasn't there. But I'll let you guys know uh, how it goes and, and keep up. But I did just want to say uh, hi. I uh, appreciate you guys. And yeah, man, this is a great support group. Hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate your support. I tell people all the time, you know, a lot of times, y'all, you know, when you do this, when you go through this journey alone, you think you're crazy. Like you think you're crazy because you can't really with the stuff your friends and family want to talk about. You don't be want to talk about that. You want to talk about mm -hmm. structure based pricing and upselling and you know what I'm saying? And I, they don't want to hear about that. They want to hear about who, uh, you know, who Adele is dating and I could care less. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about that. Like I care about mm -hmm. understanding how to um, get more clients and, and how to maximize my opportunity with them clients. So, um, it's, you know, people who get it, get it. It's therapeutic. Let me say this, because I don't want to contradict anything that you said. I, I just named a few different niches, obviously. 
Um, but this is me just coming in. And as me and Ty and you guys kind of, I guess, work together because it's what it ends up being. Um, I'm niching down. So, no, I'm doing what I'm told, uh, doing what I'm told, doing what's right. Uh, but at the same time, I'm, I said, I'm, I'm just coming in. So even and I listen, if an opportunity land on your lap, it may be a niche <laughs> you didn't think like I'm listen, dunk every alley hoop that's thrown your way, like make every layup. You know what I'm saying? The opportunity, like niching down is for you to market and be aggressive towards your client. You may have somebody call you up and be like, hey, I don't know if y'all do this, but we need X, Y, and Z. We over there, let's do it. Like, so, you know, it's it's people that buy Sprite, the soft drink, for cooking purposes. That's not who they go after, but they're not going to not sell it to you. No, how, how dare you use Sprite to keep your apples fresh after you slice them? No. They're going to say, buy ours. You're going to put, let's put a recipe on the back. People buy stuff for different reasons. However, you, you won't see a Sprite commercial, you know, on home, on home, on the food network where they're using Sprite for things other than people drinking it and playing basketball. So, but, but that's their niche. That's their target audience. Still take your layups. If it fall on your lap, you got to do what you got to do. It's an opportunity. Often you may find that if something falls on your lap a lot, it could be a possible gold mine. It could be a possible gold mine to go into. I've had things like that happen to me, and I'm like, I wasn't thinking about no. I, you know, I, I was doing corporate events coming out of the military, but headshots kept falling on my lap, and they were 250 a pop. I get two, three a day. I'm let's go. And and there was a time where I was doing probably two to three a day for months. And I started growing the business. That wasn't, you know, what I wanted to do. But the op- I just met so many people getting back in the job force at the time. I was just, you know, it was two fifty a headshot, and you do two a day. It's five hundred dollars a day. I'm not gonna say no to that. And I'm doing it four days a week. I'm not gonna say no to that. And I took that money and I invested it in the direction I wanted to go in. I still, you know, I still did those until my average cost per job went up, and I was like. You know, I can go over here and shoot this in three hours and make 6000 you know, but I do have somebody I can refer who can come out and do a headshot. And then I make my little 10%. So, you know, if it's if it lands on your lap, take it. Go for it. Like, I'm, yeah, that why you niche down and decide to put that money into going in this direction. So if you're working with ISDs, bro, that's a real big layup. That's a, you know what I'm saying? That's a. That's a that's an underhand pitch at the All Star game. You knocked that out the park. Shoot, I, I ain't I ain't mad at you at all. I'm gonna shoot. I'm taking it. Um, I know Jim had you had your hand up, Jim. Jim's over there speaking oh. to us live on the on the flip, the Galaxy <laughs> I'm flip. The chat on my phone. <laughs> no, the um, yeah, it's funny he mentioned that because uh, before the live started tonight, we had a ski resort reach out to us, so we have a live Zoom tomorrow and. I've never shot a ski resort, uh, but I'm, I didn't tell him no, we don't have time for your meeting. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, that could be a huge, that's, that's a huge potential job. I can expose for snow easily. <laughs> a drone flies over their hill as well as any other hill. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to go get that. I'm going to go get that check. I'm sorry. That, uh, that wire. I'm gonna go get that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go get those funds wired, that electronic wire. I'm just saying, like, 
you know, what you go after, your niche and what you build your brand to go after is one thing. If something falls on your lap, somebody say, hey, such and such say they know you, you shoot video, we got this coming up and you can do it. Why not? I'm, you gonna say, no, I'm sorry, we will not film your... You can uh, still go get that bag. Go get the, the bag. bag. Cash is good. Yeah. I had a company <laughs> call me up to live stream about mitzvah in the middle of the pandemic, paying corporate prices. I was right up in that thing. I was right up in there filming everything. Molotov. Right. Yep. Or whatever it is. I don't know. It's not my thing. I don't know, but I was right there. La Let's Chaim. go. La Chaim. Hey, whatever. I'm there. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I, I am there. So, you know, never say never. Um, TJ, T, T Jones photography. Say, Ty, talking more about photography. You're killing my niche. Oh, my niche is killing me. Um, Wait, which what is your niche? I love to know what your niche is. Photography is good bread too. Companies need a lot of photography photos for for social media. A lot of photos, a lot of photos. If you're a photographer and you got a client and you work with them and you're on their website, if they don't have pictures, if all of it, if somebody don't have a mask on in their picture, be like, this ain't right. We need to redo all of this. These are things people look at, regardless if you agree with it or not. It ain't about listen. Remember, don't get in the war. You sell bullets to both sides. Anything that got political, you if you looking at your business and you got a personal political passion or side, you better forget yeah. about it for the purpose of business. When you go home, you can do it. But in, I'm standing in the middle and I'm selling bullets and band-aids to both sides. I am selling to everybody. Ty's an arms dealer. I'm an arms. I didn't show it up to shoot footage. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, this should be a tie tale. I should... But I shot some political video once. A, guy, a company hired me, not knowing I was me, and got there. And I'm talking about it was, we're going to take the country back by storm. We're going to kick them out. <laughs> we're going, everybody, if you don't look like me, you're out of here. And I was like, I need you to say that with some more passion. He was scared. Because when I walked in, he was scared to death. Like, oh, man, we got a problem. I said, no, we don't. I'm here to film. Let's go. He was like, and we need, at first it was like, and we need to block her borders. I was like, bruh, ain't nobody going to vote for you like that. You need to say it like you going to say it. You're right. You're right. I said, man, say it from the heart. We need to kick. And lock, I said, lock the borders. <laughs> he was, I was directing him. Video came out great. I don't, hey man, I'm selling bullets and band-aids. My job is to create the content. My, you know, he cut a check. We did what we had to do. That ain't selling out. I took that check back to the hood. I don't know if he won that campaign or not. Call it what you want. So, you know, he just paid for some stuff in the hood. He paid for the, he paid for some stuff on the other side. So call it what you want. But listen, don't get political and get all in your feelings. Sell bullets and band-aids to both sides. It's business. Everybody check clears. So do what you got to do. Don't get caught up in the, the emotional side of Something unless you listen, you have morals. There's things that you like. Nah, I'm not gonna film that. That ain't that ain't for me. But don't let it be something that's political or something. You know, just film it and 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 push people to be their best at it because that's a reflection of your company. Because when I walked in, dude was scared. Dude, not scared, but he was just it was awkward. You know, he was awkward. It was like uh. You know, I heard him practicing in the other room and he was going at it and we're going to do. Yeah. And he came out there and I'm talking about it was like, uh, 
we're going to build the border. I was like, bro, come on now. Give me more than that. Got to say it from here. You're right. You're right. It's like, come on, dog. Like, you know, don't be scared now. So it worked out. It worked out. Um, it, you know, it, it's life, man. You're going to run into situations like that, man. You just got to stay focused and you got to stay professional. Can you imagine a doctor seeing something that he like, you know what I'm saying? What if you, what if a gynecologist made a face? You would be offended. Even if you got the worst of the worst, can you imagine a gynecologist talking to you? And he like, yeah, and we gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. You got to stay professional. Like, yeah, you know, that's not normal. It's not supposed to be green like that, but we're going to get you straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we're going to say that. For did that, that company ever hire you back? They sure did. They end up, they end up losing though. They end up, I think they lost, uh, in a different, uh, it was a different person in a party hired me, but I directed the hell out of them. Hey man, you got to say it with some heart. You got to get them out of here. We got to get them That's gone. Hilarious. You know, I was like, you know, it is what it is, but it's just, you know, you have to be professional and you have to do your job. Um, you don't know where that could, you know what I'm saying? Like, their competitor on the other side could have been like, who shot that video? I want them to shoot mine. And then, you you know, again, you're selling bullets and band-aids. I, I don't want to half-ass this. And you don't know who's looking, right? You know what I'm saying? So, unless it's, you, everybody have their morals. Like, everybody got lines they not crossing. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to go film something and they in there with goats and all kind of weird stuff. You're not going to be like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to pass on this. We've all... Maybe not we've all. If you do this long enough, you're going to run into some situations where you're like, man, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But, you know, you, you just got to don't don't take it. Maybe it's the military in me. Like, I, I understand I got a mission, right? Regardless of how I feel about whatever, I got a mission. This is my mission. My mission is to feed my family, grow my business, whatever. So this is my mission. You're going to be in some places that's awkward you know what i'm saying i filmed at a slaughterhouse before we filmed the whole process people bringing their stuff in and i mean the whole process you look at bacon and stuff differently if you're a meat eater you look at stuff differently like i never seen it go from this to this you know what i'm saying if you're a vegetarian that may be a very uncomfortable place we had to shoot interviews in there you know what i'm saying with the meat hanging and freezing and part of you want to punch it like rocky a part of you like this is weird like this is if you know like this is a great place if you're a mobster and you want some stuff to come up missing. You just drop them off there and you ain't got to worry about it. I'm, I'm not making this up serious. You be in there like, wow, like somebody can just close this freezer door and you will just be in here done, buddy. So I don't want to seem awkward now. I want to get out of here. So, I mean, it's just you, you in this industry, you're going to find yourself in places that's just weird. Like that's what's great about it is you get to see the whole world, right? Being a combat photographer we documented a lot of stuff in the military and you got to see the whole military. If you was a cook or a chef, you just got to see the chow hall. If you fix cars, you just got to see, you know, the shop. But if you were a photographer, you got, I'll, I'll stand next to generals and then, you know, be somewhere completely different the next day. So this industry allows you to go behind the rope and see things. The average person won't get to see. You'll get to document things. You'll get to you'll get to, you know, rub shoulders with people that you would have never rubbed shoulders with. I've been in rooms with CEOs and just often like of big companies like Avis and Budget and, you know, CEOs of JCPenney's. And I, well, I would have never met the CEO of JCPenney's. I met the founder of Famous Day Barbecue, just a lot of people that 
I just got a chance to just chop it up with, just talk to like, yo, did y'all really like, you know, I had a chance to ask the CEO of JCPenney, like, do y'all really regret not going online faster? Like, be honest with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do y'all, how y'all going to make it, bro? Tell, tell me, because I don't, I don't see it. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, this, this opportunity will just, it will take you places. It will take you places. All right, let me go ahead and wrap. Any gold members got any wins? I know I got some hands up. Y'all got any wins before we go to the uh, after hour? I didn't have a win. I just had a question about some something somebody brought up in the YouTube chat. They mentioned LinkedIn and Facebook for organic marketing. It just sparked a thought in my mind. Um, for I mean, you talk about getting off Instagram social media as a as a corporate filmmaker, but what's what's the place social media plays in our job? I hear a lot of people talk about LinkedIn. I have a profile. I don't do anything with it. I don't know if you have suggestions on like courses or people that help you develop your profile and set it up right to go about getting some organic networking and stuff through that or what, but Oh, that's, that's, e- that that's, that's easy. Everybody in the comments who've actually, who go on LinkedIn for fun or to find stuff other than looking for a job, just put a one in the comments. Just put a, a lot of people don't LinkedIn is, in my opinion, the best use for LinkedIn for a company like ours is for advertising purposes, for paid advertising. Organic, you have to have the organic part set up to boost posts and advertise things. But And it's very expensive to advertise. I would much rather understand my, my niche, who that audience is, and then find out what social media platform they use. And then dump money into that. Rather than putting something out on LinkedIn, hoping that people see it on LinkedIn. I got a big LinkedIn profile, a lot of followers. If I go on LinkedIn, it's to delete messages from people, the automated happy birthdays and congratulations. I don't spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know a lot of people who look forward to checking. I don't know a lot of people that wake up and check their LinkedIn in the morning. I know a lot of people that wake up and check their Facebook. As far as Instagram, there's a time and place. I'm just saying don't let Instagram be your website. Don't let it be your um, portfolio. There's still a place for Instagram. My, my, my company uses Instagram a lot. Um, I just don't know a lot of people that wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is hit LinkedIn. Like, I wonder who sent me some stuff. The way you do Facebook or the way you do um, even TikTok. Like, even TikTok draws you to the app. LinkedIn is one of them apps that I got to keep reinstalling because my iPhone and, you know what I'm saying, and then sent it to the cloud because I don't use it. Like, I got to search for LinkedIn on my phone because I don't remember where I had it. So, and, and I'm not saying everybody's like me. I just personally don't know a lot of people who are successful organically off Inst- off LinkedIn. I, I just don't know a lot of people. So, I can't I can't speak on it well enough to say, yeah, this works. Whereas... If, you know, if corporate event plan, if you're doing corporate events, I know for a fact that I can go after corporate event planners on Instagram or Facebook and have great success. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just wasn't sure if there's some social media that like for business filmmakers, if you're just like, you got to be here and I'm just completely missing it. But thanks for talking on social media in general. So the thing is this. Don't worry about the business or the filmmaker as much as who is it for. It's not about what you offer. It's about who it's for. 
Who it's for determines where we go, not what we offer. You know what I mean? Who who it's for will determine everything. And once we realize that, that's where you go. And and I, I, I it's important that you think that way because you gonna you gonna join a group like I, like I don't like when people join groups for like join this group to give to you know to share YouTube links from your YouTube channel like nobody there is really there to watch your channel they there to get something you know what I'm saying like they're there to to help their channel grow and instead if you got a channel about cooking join a group about people that want to learn new recipes that's how you get people to your channel you know what I'm saying so I I encourage you to to think about like who who will buy from me and where are they where are they looking where are they hanging out that's where you want to be um you know and and you want to just you know you want to just be careful with that somebody said they sent me a, a, a I probably got a million f- friend requests on LinkedIn I'm sorry um Sometimes I go on there and I can select the accept all button. Sometimes I don't see it and I'm not about to hit accept until I get arthritis on a million people. I need this finger for like shutters and stuff and and triggers and shutters. That's my trigger shutter finger. I got to save it. So my my cousin up there in the Marines, he know what I'm talking about. He he laughed when I said it. He was like, got to keep that, that trigger, trigger finger ready. You know what's up. Um, Jim said he's still waiting on a lot of people. Rodney, Alex, Scott, all them people, they don't be checking their LinkedIn. Don't let them tell you. Because <laughs> I don't check mine. There was a second question you asked. I, I forgot what it was. What? No, I think Micah asked a second question. I forgot what that I think I. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. No, my, I mean, mine was just a general question about social media. I think I had mentioned LinkedIn and Facebook because somebody had mentioned it, and that's what sparked the thought. But I didn't have any other question. I like your I like your thought on following the path at, of our clients rather than fellow filmmakers on social media to get client attention rather than fellow filmmaker attention. I'm going to tell you who yeah. in this community does a great job at that. Mario. Mario has created a group designed to bring in restaurant or restaurant owners, and then he has a product for them. But he's created Yeah, that's that. exactly what I'm looking at doing. I, I got on a phone call with him for a while and talked about that because he's got the same niche as me just different parts of the country. And so he was pretty open about what all he's doing and how it's worked for him. So that's something I'm going to try for sure. Mario is our first ever gold member to close two deals live on. (laughs) He's up to two deals now live (laughs) on video while we're sitting there. He'll have us on mute and be on the phone and you'll see him like celebrating the background. We're like, everything good, bro. Let's close the deal. So he's, he has the, he has the belt right now. He's the championship belt. No, no pressure, guys. No pressure. But he has the belt right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, he, he does a great job at using social media in a way to be where his people or clients look. Even if you create it. Even if you create it. Um, you know, Rodney, I think you had something you want to jump in before we go? No, no, no. It was just, I think you said, I thought you said Jim had sent some folks some uh, some LinkedIn requests. I just didn't realize I was on that list. He said he I thought Rodney was just going to hop on and let me know if he was going to finally admit he's my friend. <laughs> I've always admitted that. I've never been ashamed of you. <laughs> but on LinkedIn. Where are you out of my LinkedIn, brother? <laughs> oh, I, I, don't like that. I, I lost like a lot that. of sleep last night. <laughs> oh, 
on LinkedIn. He even though he created it last night, he lost a lot. Did it yesterday afternoon? Yeah, okay. It's I'm been over twenty four yeah. hours. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> if you sent me a LinkedIn friend request, I'm not ignoring you. I just don't be on LinkedIn. I'm just. I'm gonna take care of that right now, Jim. Jim. Yeah, I just you know, my LinkedIn is full of messages of people that have business opportunities that they need to speak with me with, but can't go into detail because it's such a great business opportunity. And they ask me questions like, do you want to make money? I just mess with them and be like, no. What? You don't want to make more money? Like, <laughs> I just like to mess with people like, nah, what I'm going to do with the, what I'm going to do with more money. So it is what it is. Anyway, um, gold member standby. We about to go to after hours. Let me, let me do my little outro real quick. So gold member standby. Hold on. Hold, sit tight for a second. Sit tight. All right, everybody, listen, today's video is really about understanding what it takes to handle a big client, right? You got to have big muscles to lift big weights. You don't, you don't want to smoke if you're not prepared for it because you don't want to fumble a bag that big. It may do more damage than good. And there's things that you need to have in place, things that you need to think about before trying to go after that big fish. And a lot of it has to do with offering value in the project management side of things, not the film side of things, not the image side of things, not the creative side of things. And often we think that if our images are better, our video is better, we got more sliders and gimbals, we can, we can offer videos to these big companies. And that's not the case. They need you to manage a project, project from idea completely through concept and delivery. If you don't have that ability or experience, you could be shooting yourself in the foot. So it's extremely important that you start to think about those things as you move forward. Now, of course, shameless plug, because we offer courses that do it. But if not, go read some books. Go get that experience. Go work with your beta clients. Go, go get that experience so that you can offer that for your client. And that is what makes you valuable. Um, and in being valuable, you get long-term clients that spend a lot of money with you for a long time. That being said, I'm gonna tell you guys to be safe. All my gold members, we about to jump on this after hours where it gets real, real trill, trill and raw. Um, and uh, I will see you guys in the next video. That's how we gonna do that. This is the part where all the gold members they start, they start popping up. Like they go from eight people in a room to like 22 in like two minutes. No lie. Anyway. Be safe. I will see y'all in the next video. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com. 